friends, welcome back to another episode of Not My Problem, hosted by me, Nestle. It's currently May 9th that I'm recording this episode, and it's 9.57 p.m., which is pretty late for me in terms of when I record my podcast, but I've kind of gotten into the habit of just like recording late at night because I take the full day to kind of flesh out my thoughts, watch a couple of videos, or read a couple of articles to kind of get my thoughts together and make sure that I get my whole point across throughout the episode. I take a lot of time towards that. It's usually about a three hour straight block of just like, let's crank this out, get all of your notes ready. And then, you know, I sit in front of the microphone and I do my thing and hopefully it turns out okay by the end of it. But I'm recording this episode the weekend, the weekend of Mother's Day. So I hope you guys had a lovely Mother's Day weekend. Today, I did a couple of errands for myself. I went to get a restock of White Claw. As you guys know, I'm a big White Claw girl. I'm still waiting for them to sponsor me. So White Claw hit me up because your girl is spending a lot of money to cater to your needs. So if only you could just send me like a couple of packs, like I would really appreciate it. So slide in my DMs, we can talk. But aside from that, I did a little bit of, um, I did a little bit of, adulting I guess. I got an oil change just because I really needed one. I had been putting it off just because obviously I haven't been going anywhere and I really needed one probably before this whole quarantine situation but obviously I haven't been going many places but by week eight of like doing um errands here and there and getting groceries here and there it definitely was time where Ari my car was like sis give me some new oil so I did that and then I got some things for my mom because she really wanted some seafood she's a big seafood gal so I got her some of her favorite seafood from her favorite restaurant and now I'm just like hanging out and I got some online clothes that I had purchased a couple of weeks ago so I'm feeling pretty excited about that But anyways, I just wanted to say, as I do every week, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to share with a friend in the group chat, all of the things. Be sure to share it on your Instagram story. That's the greatest way to put the content out there and just subtly just put it on your Instagram. Just drop it there. Tag me. I'll be super grateful, obviously, and just, you know, help a girl out. And if you haven't already helped me out, please take the time to rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast so you're notified every time I release an episode. I want to make it a point to get more ratings and reviews, so I'm probably going to do a couple of giveaways in order to reach that goal. Right now, I think I have about 20 ratings, which is great. I'm very thankful for everybody who has rated, but obviously, we could do better than that. So if you're listening right now, just hop on Apple Podcasts if you are an Apple user and just rate the podcast for me, I would be greatly appreciative. So on this week's episode, I am very excited about this topic. This is something that I really felt very passionate about these past few years, and I've had a lot of conversations with some friends that kind of stemmed me wanting to talk about it. This week, we're going to be talking about the societal pressures that are put up against women. I've had a few conversations with friends over the past couple of weeks of some feeling as though they've lost a lot of time because they've just recently got out of like a long-term relationship and feel as though they're starting back to square one, which is a crazy concept. Unfortunately, is 
us being brainwashed and kind of our mentality alongside that. And then obviously people feeling as though just because they're single and they see their counterparts getting engaged that they are not worthy of society or they're lesser than. So this week is all about that, all about validating the feeling of being your own woman and not necessarily going against what society makes of you. And if you are someone who aspires to those things, that's great. But I really want to just have an open conversation about the fact and the reality that the expectations that are put against women are not the same expectations that are set to our male counterparts. So that's this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. But obviously, before we get started, we have to do our vibe check. So this week is bittersweet. As you guys have probably known from reading the news, in Georgia, a young black man was running in a neighborhood in which he was hunted down and killed for running in the neighborhood because two men believed he may have been related to some burglaries that were happening in the neighborhood. It was obviously something that was very racially motivated and unfortunately a man lost his life and obviously that is something that continuously is a problem within the United States and we're continuously seeing these men be shot and killed on the news and justice is not being served. Um, so I, I have a hard time saying that I'm doing well this week because I guess for myself and like how I personally am doing, I'm okay but it's just very upsetting to hear and see stuff like this happening on a, on a daily basis. And I'm glad that it's getting response that it truly needs it, but it's unfortunate to know that because of the internet, having seen the video, that there was more pressure on the DA and the state to do something about the case. Fortunately, they were arrested, but obviously George Zimmerman was arrested, so it will be an uphill battle from here, but I'm glad to know that justice has been served in some capacity. But aside from that, I I am doing okay. I haven't had anything crazy going on in my life. This week, I have been feeling a little bit better about work and a little bit more motivated. I feel as though I've been getting some more responsibility um, which is something that I don't know that I really needed, but I think it has helped in me feeling better about feeling a little bit burnt out in my role. I think I've talked about it in previous episodes about not necessarily feeling that my work was valuable, so I'm glad that I'm able to feel a little bit better. So this week was a good week in terms of that. I didn't have anything major else major going on in my life. Dating life, you know, is non-existent as per usual. I was, or I guess I still am, talking to one person that I met or matched with in the brief window that I downloaded Bumble for like a day before I said, I don't want to do this because I don't want to talk to somebody when I have no idea when I'll meet them just because of this whole coronavirus thing. So I did meet one human and we've been talking for... I guess maybe like four or five weeks and it's kind of like fizzling out just because I'm tired of texting um, and I'm not really into the Zoom dates. I thought that would be something that I would be interested in, but it just seems like a lot of work. One of my good podcasting friends ha actually has a Zoom dating series where it's, it's called Love at First Zoom. Um, it's the On the Rocks podcast hosted by Vanessa Rock. So if you haven't heard it, go listen to it because she is going on first dates with guys off the apps and recording them and putting them on her podcast. And it's actually a really great series. 
So I highly recommend it. But with that, I was thinking like, is that something I would want to do? And I'm just, I don't know, I'm super awkward as is. So I don't know if I'd be able to go on a Zoom call. I just think it would just be super awkward because I need to be moving and need need to be like doing an activity to feel comfortable. So if I'm just like sitting at a computer, I would feel like I'm doing some sort of like web interview and it would just be super uncomfortable for me. Or I would get like extremely drunk and then at that point I'm just like slurring my words, um, downing glasses of wine and white claw and that would just be my life. So I don't know if I want that. So needless to say, you know, it's not it's not going anywhere. We keep in contact but we'll go like several days without talking just because like there's nothing to say all it is is like oh what are you up to like what are you watching on tv um we've had like some deep conversations but i'm more of a like i want to have these thought-provoking um conversations in person or on the phone or on zoom but obviously like i just said i don't want to be on the phone or on zoom with a complete stranger so here we are so you know we're just living our life at home by ourselves, just chilling. But other than that, everything's been great. So I would say vibe check passed. Going into today's topic, I thought it only made sense to include a wildly popular TEDx speech that you have probably heard within a very popular song. So I will drop that clip here and then we will get started. We teach girls to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Otherwise, you will threaten the man. Because I am female, I'm expected to aspire to marriage. I'm expected to make my life choices, always keeping in mind that marriage is the most important. Now, marriage can be a good thing. It can be a source of joy and love and mutual support. But why do we teach girls to aspire to marriage and we don't teach boys the same? We raise girls to see each other as competitors, not for jobs or for accomplishments, which I think can be a good thing, but for the attention of men. For the attention of men, a societal pressure that has been casted on women since the dawn of time. Now, many women between the ages of birth and death can agree that we've always heard the question of, how's your love life? It's anything from the internet to overbearing family members during the holiday seasons because we all know when Thanksgiving and Christmas time rolls around, if you are single, you are going to hear the question of, oh, why are you still single? How's the love life? Have you found somebody yet? Way, way faster than you would hear your male cousin get that question. But from that to even your girlfriends over brunch, we're all guilty of celebrating the various ups and downs of relationship status. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it's only right to acknowledge the fact that in many ways, whether or not you have quote unquote found someone becomes the defining arc of your life according to society standards. Now think about it. We all know that there is this unspoken check mark that we as women are supposed to achieve. You go through high school and then you go to college and after you graduate college, yeah, we would hope you find like a job that you love, but have you found a man? If you found the man, check mark. And then once you've been dating that man a couple years in, are you engaged? Oh, you have a nice ring? Second check mark. 
now you're engaged and everybody loves you. A year or a year and a half goes by, you get married, another check mark. And then as soon as you get married, it seems to be a very popular question to immediately ask when the first kid is gonna happen. So then obviously in a year or two, you announce that you're pregnant and then bam, the final check mark. And now you have achieved all of the things that society wants for you, but nowhere in that, is anybody asking you, oh, do you have a career that you love? Are you achieving everything that you've ever hoped for? It's as if everything is kind of a filler in order to achieve those main milestone markers. And there are people in this world who love love, and I by no means am one of those cynics that doesn't one day wish that I'll be married. Actually, it's something that I hope will happen in the very far future, let me just say that, but it's something that I do want. I would hope that most people do want that, or if they don't necessarily want marriage, they want the idea of having like a lifelong partner. So I just want to make that very clear that I'm not saying that I'm just like, fuck being married and all the things because that's not the case. I think a life spent with a partner who loves and supports you unconditionally is a wonderful gift, especially in this world where um, non-monogamy is running rampant and divorce rates are at an all-time high and all of the things. But with that, I'm also aware that my admiration for the coupled life is very different from a lot of my friends or a lot of people that live in the South in particular, because I live in the South, and as you guys probably know, the South is very much rooted with the idea of marriage and having kids and like living in suburbia, and if you know me, you know that I am very far from those things that I just mentioned. To me... Even achieving a life spent with a partner who loves and supports you unconditionally, that's not the end-all be-all for me in life. Like, I don't consider myself complete at that point. If anything, I would feel very sad that that is just like all that I am. But that's just for me personally, and everybody has their own viewpoints and what they want in life, and that's perfectly okay. For me, and I hope a few women or men agree, that I would much rather end up single than be extremely disappointed or regretful of the choices I made for my own life. That's exactly why I can't subscribe to the narrative of aspiring for marriage personally. Like I said, it's not the end-all be-all. Like I aspire to work on my own life for my own successes and my own education just as much as the next man who is celebrated for those accomplishments. And society just doesn't project that for women. They want us to aspire for marriage, to be at home, and all of the things. And unfortunately, that's not me. I can't and won't do that. I would resent my partner and I would resent myself for allowing myself to live that life. And with that, that might be the most infuriating part of the whole, do you have a boyfriend or why are you still single culture? There's this idea that seemingly is only projected upon women that having a partner is going to magically replace or fill in the gaps of your life. Like, no matter how wildly successful you are, no matter how happy you are being single, there's just something missing. And of course, that can only be remedied with a man. That's insane. Oh my gosh. 
As a single woman in her 20s, I feel as though we should be free to run around, completely untethered by the concept of passing time. We should be making mistakes and finding ourselves around every corner the way that men are. And it's crazy because men are celebrated for that period of time in their lives. We all know that the window of like a recent grad to let's say 20 two to maybe 28 are true menaces of society because they have just entered the real world they are getting into some money or know how to enter like the quote-unquote adult world and now they're like oh i can just do whatever the fuck i want for a a few years before i have to like actually settle down but women aren't giving that same grace period. As soon as you graduate college now, it's like, okay, you can find your job, but yes, put yourself out there so you can find a man to love you and so you can get married and have kids. But those same men that are our options are the ones that don't want to commit because they're telling themselves that I don't need to commit right now. I have all of these young years to live my best life. Do you see how problematic that is? Please tell me how that's going to work out. We shouldn't feel like we're already reaching the prime years of our lives and if we don't settle down, then our prospects will become grim. Newsflash, all men are trash at every age. They really don't discriminate by age. And obviously I'm not speaking to all men. I know a ton of great men, but objectively speaking, people are trash. They're trash at every age. And I just think it's crazy and saddening to think that many women feel as though that they can't achieve all of their other goals unless they also focus on finding a man or if they are in a long-term relationship and they break up, then they have to start from ground zero. That's not what you tell men. Men don't think of it as starting over and having to play catch up. So why are we doing that? It's not fair. Our society has taught us that being single at a certain age is seen as a deep personal failure. And I just wanted to go on record that that mentality is toxic and you don't have to subscribe to it. I don't subscribe to it. You can be a bomb ass bitch, single or in a relationship at any age. So for anybody to tell you that you're missing out or you're going to have a hard time is full of shit and you don't have to listen to them. And I am aware that there is a biological clock that is ticking in terms of needing to be pregnant at a certain age if you want to have X amount of kids or any kid at any age. But can we also acknowledge the fact that they deem you geriatric in terms of having kids at the age of 30? 30. That is insane. And there's people that are getting getting pregnant at 30. Let's just throw that out there. So I don't really know why people are trying to project this mentality that, oh my God, like you're never going to be able to have kids if you don't have a kid by 30. It's literally insane. That's not the case. Please educate yourself and don't feel pressure just because society is telling you that you need to do all of these things. If you want to go to school and pursue a medical degree or a law degree, or you just want to focus on your career, and be a C-suite executive, fucking do that. There's nothing wrong with it. And I'm by no means trying to take away from those who really do want to have kids and be a, a mom and a husband, 
or even want to be a stay-at-home mom and just take care of your kids. There's nothing wrong with that. But I do believe that there is a very large space for those individuals and it's wildly celebrated. So for this particular episode, I unfortunately am not catering to you because there are many women who feel like I do, like they are pressured and they need to achieve these mega milestones or they're looked at differently and they aren't ever going to achieve what society wants from them if that's not their goal in life. So I'm here to cater and to validate the feelings of the minority of the people that aren't having these type of conversations and aren't being celebrated in the way that they should because it's just not happening at the rate that it should. And obviously, times have changed. We have become a lot more progressive, and we are acknowledging the fact that there is the societal pressure. So obviously, we're making milestones, and that's fantastic, but there still needs to be a greater space for women like me and many other women that I know that are just like, yeah, I could be in a relationship, but that's not going to be what fuels me every single day and those are the people that I want to have a conversation with today those are the people that I want to support and tell them that they are completely okay and are validated in their opinion and they're not alone because we all feel that way and if you don't feel that way I think it's only right for you to hear a different aspect so you can understand and be a little more kind when you talk to your friends that maybe don't want to be married or that's not their first goal in life. They want to work on a lot more things before they reach that goal. So don't look at them or like side eye them or not take the opportunity to really ask them, oh, what about your goal? Like, what do you want to do? What steps are you taking to achieve those goals? Because that will go a long way. For me personally, I've had plenty of conversations where I've talked to adults and they've asked me my career goals and I'll tell them, but they will completely brush it off and start asking me about my personal life. And it's just, it's just like a thing that they say. It's kind of like asking someone, oh, how are you? It's just a thing that you say, but you know they actually don't care how you are. Just listen and understand the words that I'm saying because a lot of people feel this way and I think it would go a long way for you to understand the opposite side of the spectrum. So let's talk about sex in the city because I think it's a prime example of a lot of the topics that I have discussed in this episode. Now, I just recently watched Sex in the City during this corona time and I don't think I've seen it in a couple of years and I'm sure that I've previously mentioned re-watching this series in the past couple of episodes but as it applies to this topic these are four wildly successful and diverse women who only ever discuss their love's lives and don't consider themselves complete unless they've achieved some version of it the only person that doesn't necessarily fit that mold is Samantha because Samantha is the girl that's just like, I don't really care about settling down. I just want to be free spirited. I love my life. I love my job. And I don't really care about like finding a husband, but I still will like go have sex and go see men and do whatever I want. Something that would be extremely celebrated if that was a male, but within 
the show and I know the opinions of other people who have watched the show, they've seen her as someone who is like just sleeping around and are like slut shaming her for living the life that she does because she's not aspiring to, you know, settle down. And eventually she does settle down and then it doesn't work out. But like there was a point where she was open to the idea of finding someone and settling down that just wasn't her first goal. And then you had Miranda who was wildly successful, the lawyer who really focused on her career and her career was her number one priority, which is something that I think a lot of women, or maybe not a lot of women, but a lot of women that I surround myself with kind of fit in the Miranda bucket. They are very focused on themselves and building their career and achieving goals that they have set for themselves. And if they find a man, great, but that is not the driving force in their life. So much like Miranda, she is living her life and she stumbles upon a man at an inconvenient time at many points of the season, but she does find a man and if he can fit into her day-to-day life, then that's the person for her. She's not dimming herself to appease a man. She is finding a way to integrate that man into her day-to-day life and that's how she is and then we have charlotte who i think is the prime example of this topic of being celebrated for achieving these goals of having a kid having being married and all of the things she is a extremely successful art distributor let me just start off by saying that nobody really pays much attention to it but if you like watch the entire season you start to pick up on the fact that wow she's a very popular art distributor and then she gets married and she gives up her job the job that she loves and she's extremely great at because she wants to focus on being a wife and focus on having a kid let's just take a moment right there do you know a lot of men that do that or do you know any men who has done that because i don't know any personally i'm sure they exist but i have very rarely stumbled upon those kind of men but how many women have i stumbled upon that have given up their lives and given up their careers that they've loved so much to be a wife and uh, a mom too many And why is that the case? Because society has told us that we need to do that. And hey, if that's what you want to do, then more power to you. For me personally, my mentality is why would I spend four years of college stressing to get a job once I graduate to then grind it out for the first years, couple years of being a new and career person to then drop it all and give up on all of my skills to be at home. Why would I do that? At that point, I probably wouldn't have gone to college, or at least that's my take on it. And that's the mentality that most men have. Why would a man go through those motions just to then give it all up? But we don't ask men to do that. And then continuing on with Charlotte's character, she gets married for the first time, and then she gets divorced and she's completely defeated and doesn't think she'll ever find love or she 
and then she thinks she's geriatric because now she's older and by the time that she gets remarried she won't be able to have kids and all of the things and it just is so saddening and I know it's a TV show but it's also very spot on to a lot of the experiences that women go through on a day-to-day basis and at the end she does find love but there was a brief period of time where she didn't think she would find love because now she had to start from ground zero and it's going to be so much harder for her but she found love and that's the whole point of it we need to stop thinking that because we're a certain age we're no longer going to find love that is so fucking stupid you can find love at any age i really don't understand this mentality you are not going to be shriveled up and unloved as soon as you hit a certain age it's absurd and then we have carrie who's character is completely based on the idea of finding love finding love in new york city and her column her column that she writes every week is about love and finding it and because of that she is flawed with accepting and allowing mediocrity to come into her love life and accept things that she shouldn't except because she deserves more, but we are so busy chasing this idea of love that we are willing to accept what we think are minor flaws or in in a modern day scenario, red flags. We are willing to look past so many red flags because mom, maybe I'll find love and then once I find that this person's my person, I'll be able to look through all of the red flags. Why would we do that if we were to flip the scenario and a friend were to text you in a group chat and go through all of these red flags that you are experiencing we would all be the friend that says run away you deserve better which is what i was saying to carrie this entire series like sis no run away this man is trash but like i said like these wildly successful women are at the end of the day chasing love and i think that speaks a lot to what society puts on women and they always say and i've heard it before so i'll repeat it in some variation they always say that the higher you go the few women there are and if that's the case why aren't we celebrating those women that happen to make it to the top if there's so few of them nobody celebrates them These are well-established, blindingly intelligent and successful women who are killing it in their field. But then let's not find out that they're single because they are then reduced to asking them why they're still single. And I get it, we all love love. It's a feeling we need to have in our lives to feel comforted, to share experiences and to explore new perspectives. But the problem is that we as women are often drowning in these stories, these expectations that are not pressured with men. Our happiness, our excitement, our wholeness as a person is often placed in the context of whether or not we're with someone, whereas a man is quite literally celebrated if they are an older bachelor. And even when we are with someone, it's always the question of what's the next step. If you have been dating someone long term, when are you going to get married? When you're married, when are you going to have your first kid? It literally never ends. 
We are always reaching for something, moving up a ladder, climbing higher and higher to attain a perfect kind of matrimonial happiness that regardless of whether or not we even want, it's the only thing that society makes us feel real about. It's 2020 guys, 2020. Granted, 2020 has been trash thus far, but to be honest, I think we should be focusing on being women instead of focusing on catering to society's expectations of a woman. Do whatever you want. Don't shrink your brightness for a man, a family member, a coworker, not a single person. Don't downsize your light. Don't turn off your happiness for anybody else. Literally do whatever you want. Just be yourself, be messy, be funny, be smart, be independent, be your own kind of beautiful and be the kind of women that you are proud of because at the end of the day, that is really all that matters. So going back to the original quote, aspire to be fucking real, to not follow the rules and to not dim your magic, be your own definition of what it means to be a woman, aspire to be your own kind of beauty and to be your own kind of woman not the kind of woman that society wants you to be. And to end this episode, I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge and celebrate some very important accomplishments. On my Instagram, I asked everybody to tell me something that they are proud of, something that they achieved in the past year or so, and I am going to take the list of what I have now, and we're going to go through them and congratulate and celebrate all of these accomplishments because they deserve to be celebrated. So we're going to go through these lists of accomplishments and for the sake of anonymity, I won't be saying anybody's name, but I will know all of these entries are from women, which just makes it so much better. Congratulations in being the first in your family to graduate with a university degree and congratulations to coming to peace with your thoughts and emotions and acknowledging the fact that friends and life change but being able to say that it's not your fault. That is a very valuable lesson to learn, so double congratulations for that one. Congratulations for paying off your car, three student loans, and buying a home all during quarantine. First of all, you're a badass, and those are three major milestones, so to have achieved that all while in quarantine is literally insane, so congratulations. Congratulations on graduating with a BA, even though graduation was canceled because of Corona, that must really suck, but I'm super proud of you for achieving such a milestone. Congratulations for just being alive and healthy. I think that's something everyone should celebrate and you're completely right. Just being alive and healthy and living life is something to celebrate, so congratulations. Congratulations for starting your first real job and getting engaged. Those are two completely amazing things so i'm super excited for you so congratulations congratulations on nailing your first social media client and finishing your first year of grad school i know you are super dedicated and passionate about social media and your grad program and you have always kicked ass in the entire almost year that i've known you so i am super proud and obviously congratulations congratulations on buying your first home which i am sure was very difficult during quarantine but i can't wait to go to your housewarming party whenever we are set free. Congratulations on graduating with your master's degree and getting a big girl job only to have it ruined by COVID-19. Sorry about the last part, but super proud of you and your accomplishments. And last but not least, congratulations 
for finishing college with the second best grade of my class. That is super impressive, so congratulations. Wow, doing those celebrations felt amazing, so I definitely want to do that sometime in the future because it just feels really nice to acknowledge and celebrate people for all of their accomplishments because there are some badass women doing their thing out there, so I just want to take the opportunity to acknowledge and celebrate you guys. That's all that I have for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys don't know where to find me on social media, be sure to follow at NotMyProblemPod on Instagram. And if you're interested in following my personal page, it is at Nestle.Mitchell. I hope you guys enjoy. Please let me know what you guys thought. And I'll see you guys next week. Later. Later.